The Education of a Value Investor by Guy Speer. One sentence summary. The Education of a Value Investor is a story of how Guy Speer turned away from his greedy, morally corrupted investment banking environment and into a true value investor by modeling his work and life after Warren Buffett and his value investing approach. My favorite quote from the author is, People will always stop you doing the right thing if it's unconventional. Guy Speer. Guy Speer isn't your average guy. <laughs> or would you have paid $650,100 for lunch? To be fair, it wasn't just any lunch. It was lunch with Warren Buffett. And the proceeds of the event went to charity. Believe it or not, Guy gladly paid this price to talk to his idol. At the time, he might have needed that lunch more than you or I do. He'd been working at an investment bank and slowly come to grips with the fact that his environment was entirely toxic and slowly poisoning him. He hated the work environment, the shady practices, and found himself to be inauthentic, having traded some of his own ethics for profits. The lunch was the cherry on top of his education as a true value investor an approach that would finally move him away from all the negativity and let him go on to turn around his career and life. Here are three of the lessons Guy learned from Warren Buffett about what really makes a great investor. 1. If a business forces you to throw your morals out the window, leave it. 2. Investing doesn't stop at money, so invest in people too. 3. Financial crises are great opportunities for value investors. Ready to be an ethical investor? Let's go for it. The Education of a Value Investor Lesson 1 If your work challenges your morals, it's not worth it. This answers the question, what should I do if I come across an ethical dilemma at my job? Investment banks are known for their ruthless salesmanship and dubious strategies to make money. They are playing with other people's money and assume zero risk in case of losing it, so they know they can be aggressive. The company Guy worked at would always make their deals seem more profitable than they actually were to get investors on board. What would you do if you found out? Would you start asking questions? Or would you keep your head down? Especially when you're new, it's easy to say you wouldn't play along, but when actually faced with a dilemma, the decision gets a lot tougher. Managers expect all of their employees to go with it. And if you're the only one that hasn't closed a deal because all of your colleagues resort to sneaky tactics, would you just quit? Chances are you'd feel immense pressure to perform and to prove to yourself that you can do it. It's very hard to even spot moral fraud when it's happening and even harder to point your finger and say, no, to hell with this, not under my watch. But even if you've already fallen into this trap, don't do it again. Come back out. Be honest. You know it's the only way to do what's right. No job in the world is worth sacrificing your morals. So if you're in such a dilemma right now, take the leap. The world will be there to take care of you. The Education of a Value Investor Lesson 2 Don't stop at investing your money. Invest your time too. In people. This answers the question, how does a true value investor go beyond investing money? Investing your money is one thing, but if you think of the people in your Rolodex like a vampire thinks of his victims, there will soon be no money left to suck out because people will ignore you. A great investor doesn't just invest her money, she also invests her time in the people that helped her get to where she is. When Guy started becoming a value investor, he decided to write thank you cards to all the people that had helped him professionally in the past. A simple thank you goes a long way and over time, people started to respond and to invite him to events. 
If you treat people well, if you show them gratitude, if you're a good friend, if you care, give them respect, and are authentic, honest, and helpful, they will remember your name, and they'll be there for you when you need help too. Over time, this not only helps you in business, it also changes you personally. You'll build up what Guy calls personal goodwill, a state of mind where you'll care less about money and more about people. The Education of a True Value Investor Lesson 3 A true value investor loves a good financial crisis because there's always money to be made. This answers the question, what does a value investor do in a crisis? Value investing is, financially speaking, about buying great, valuable businesses at a discount and then keeping them forever and watching them grow. That means, to a value investor, financial crises are awesome. For one, because when they hit, he won't take major losses, because he didn't invest in risky stocks prior to the crisis, like Guy did in 2007 and 2008, when his portfolio lost only a little compared to his colleagues. Secondly, a crisis always causes a panic. People rush to their brokers and sell everything they've got, which means a lot of great businesses are on sale. Even great companies suffer from the financial fallout, which means you can swoop in and pick up their shares at a massive discount. For example, when Volkswagen was caught cheating on the diesel emission tests in September 2015, their stock price dropped from over $160 per share to just over $100. That's over 30%. But this crisis doesn't make VW a bad company. Nor will it make them go bankrupt. So I got myself a bunch of shares at a huge discount. One year later, they're up 20%. Don't panic when everyone else does. Stay calm and there's money waiting to be made. My personal takeaways from the education of a value investor for 2017. I never know how much of my value investing or investing strategy I've shared already, but I figure since it's hard to remember sometimes that not everyone listens to all the summaries, right? Or most people don't actually. You might listen to this one, but not to another personal finance one. So I guess I shouldn't be worried about repeating myself too much. Um, so let's look at some lessons and maybe I can also, I've already had one or two quotes from Warren Buffett in uh, my head that go really well with the lessons Guy learned from him. So first of all, about morals, um, investment banking, I don't know why people go into investment banking. I'll be honest, because first of all, the work, the, the times are insane. Like these people don't, they eat at their computer. They have no time to do laundry. So they often get laundry services. They get paid for all kinds of crap, like cabs and stuff. But what good is it if you can't even, if you sometimes have to sleep in your office, right? That's ridiculous. So that's the first problem. So these people, um, a lot of these people end up burned out very soon. And that's why they have a high turnover too, because young guys go in there at like 24, 26, 28, and they go out at 33, 35, and they're done for, right? And they need like a year to recover because they're so burned out from all this hard work. Plus, it's hard work in a very, very dubious field in terms of morals, right? I don't think you can work in investment banking for, I don't know, five years with a big company, that is, and and not come to the brim of a moral crisis. I don't think that's possible. If you start your own investment company or investment uh, firm, that's a different thing. But going to work with one of the big corporate players 
man, these all do, they're all engaged in shady practices. You can tell me what you want. I hear the same stories from all the people I know that work there. And it's really insane. And I don't think that's worth it. Especially because, and here goes the first Warren Buffett quote, the chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. So what Warren Buffett says and what he always says to college grads is become the person you want to be now. Start working on your habits, on your values, on your morals, on your ethics now. Because by the time you're 50, 60, 70 or even 45, some of your your, your habits and values are so ingrained that it's really hard to get rid of them. And it's much easier to spiral down a very questionable path if you've already gone three, four, five years down that road, um, obviously, then if you start fresh and you like the first time you see something shady, you say like, nope, that's my stop. Here I am. Uh, I'll leave the bus here. I'll get off and see you guys never. So, and sometimes this can even be, this doesn't have to be big things, right? I've had chances where there were small sort of ethical or moral dilemmas, very tiny ones, uh, where others might say, you know what, that's actually okay, that's not that big of a deal, but I just couldn't do it. And so I pulled out, and uh, in the end, I was always left happier with it. Investing your time in people, um, I really I really like that approach. That's a, I mean, you don't have to be a crazy networker, right? Or But doing some gesture like, so my equivalent of writing thank you cards to people would be going through my phone contacts. I don't have that many. I try to keep the list neat and clean. So I try to have less than 100. But every Christmas, usually on Christmas Day, I sit down for two hours or so and I send everyone on there a video message on WhatsApp. I say, hi, hope you have a Merry Christmas with your family and so on. So I will send these people a short video message or voicemail. And I usually get a lot of responses, right? So it's like 30% of people don't respond uh, 30 say something like yeah thank you and they don't engage much but 30% are like man this is so cool I haven't heard from you in a year or two or three uh, awesome so great to hear from you what are you doing and so on and sometimes I've set up meetings from that and so on and so forth so having some form of, of giving time where you just give back you just you know say hi say what's up say thank you even 10 years later so what I've done, and that's a, a little bit more crazy one, is I've started doing is uh, I try to think of all the girls that I liked so much where I thought, man, like this is a really, uh, she's a, um, hmm, I don't think there's a, there's a translation for that. The German idiom would be a girl for life. So, and I only know like three, four, five. I mean, how many people do you know where you think like you'd marry them in a heartbeat, right? And I thought because it usually it, nothing happened, right? We it fell apart with these girls, or we were always just friends, whatever. Recently, what I've tried doing is to just what what I started doing is to send them voice messages and say, you know what? Uh, out of all the girls I've ever met, you're one I could really I, I could have really seen myself end up with, and I just wanted to let you know I think you are an awesome person, and whatever you do, good luck to you, and so on, right? So it's nothing like cheesy or desperate. It's really just uh saying what i truly feel and what i appreciate about these people and that's it and lastly um oh yeah the quote i don't know if that's from warren buffett actually i think it is is be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful that really puts the whole crisis uh 
crisis mentality in a nutshell because when everybody's running around i gave the vw example um i'm trying to think of another one where i swooped in when there was a crisis um but i actually can't think of one there was another crisis where i missed the opportunity where i thought man ah damn it that would have been a good one oh yeah deutsche bank had a, had a crisis also and they were stocks were really really low and i think they were below 10 euros and now they're at 17 or 18 so they almost doubled from the time i got them um especially for huge companies where you know man these are these are making billions of dollars or hundreds of billions of dollars and these companies will be around for a long long time then it's a pretty safe bet if you have a couple years at least to say you know what they might be deep in deep in shit now but they will always get out so let me give this a shot and those usually work out really well all right enough rambling from me hope you, you go to youtube watch some warren buffett talks i think the ucla it might be um just google warren buffett university talk you'll find it it's a great one to start and it wraps up pretty much a lot of these things we talked about right now into one good talk so see you on the next summary and enjoy learning more about warren buffett